1: You're listening to At Home in Connecticut, your guide to all aspects of daily living in Connecticut, hosted by Bill Pierce and produced by WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: Good morning and welcome to the program. My guest this morning is Pamela Atwood, who is a gerontologist and executive director of Colebrook Village at Hebron. Pam, uh, good morning and welcome back. Morning, Bill. Thanks again for having me. You're welcome. And uh, once again, uh, this morning, you brought along a guest.
0: I did. Robert Elmer. He's an author and president of Care for Caregivers, LLC. It's It's a consulting and education company that serves people throughout Connecticut and Rhode Island. Bob's book, Join the Journey, Care for Alzheimer's Caregiver, was published in April of 2016, and it's a subject um, of a lot of his local and national lectures and his radio show in Rhode Island called Memory Care Minutes, and welcome
1: to our show, Bob. Well, thank you very much. Wonderful to be with you both.
2: Well, good morning and welcome. Bob, first up, uh, could you tell us about your caregiving journey and what, uh, what put you on this road?
1: I joined the industry, the senior care industry, in 1998 as an executive director of an assisted living community in Rhode Island. A couple of years into that position, uh, we built our first dedicated environment for those with Alzheimer's and other dementias. And that really opened up my eyes to the needs of, of family caregivers, what I call informal caregivers. There's a world of them out there, statistically over 15 million informal caregivers in this country alone. And the toll that being a caregiver is taking on them is appalling, to say the least. So I recognize the need for a lot of these people to become educated, to learn more about the about the illness, and uh, b- become better caregivers to their advantage, and of course, to the advantage of the loved ones they're caring for.
0: We know that there are about 15 million Americans who are caring for people with cognitive disorders. When you're out talking to folks and lecturing, what are your top three tips that you give caregivers? Well,
1: that's a marvelous question because I do make it a point. Um, I do a great deal of lecturing to to make sure that everybody leaves the room with these three things. The number one thing that everybody needs to remember is that the num- number one thing they are looking to you for, and I'm talking again about their lo- the loved ones they're caring for and I call them loved ones because I hope that's how they're being treated, is the number one thing they're looking for is to be safe, to feel safe. They are not able to reason away and mm-hmm. rationalize away fear and anxiety like you and I can. The second thing is you cannot reason with someone who has literally lost the ability to reason. Their world makes perfect sense to them as they Mm -hmm. see it. And people need to understand that. And the third thing is, it's the illness. Mom is now using words you never knew she knew. Worse than (laughs) that, she's using them appropriately in a sentence. Uh, Dad or grandpa may stand up in a room full of people, begin to take his clothes off. Um, He may be overheated, he may have to go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. but his brain has lost its boss, his brain has lost Filter, so saying to them, "Mom, you know better than that," or "Dad, you know you can do that, Dad." In ninety-nine percent of the cases, no, they can't, because frankly, uh, if they could, they would. And so, as I mentioned again, it's the illness. So when they are when they are attacking, when they are fearful, and we may or may not touch on this, but you know their behaviors are more reactions than they mm-hmm. are anything else uh, to their environment or something else is creating them to behave that way.
2: One of the tips you offer for caregivers to communicate with their family member with dementia is "tell, don't ask." Do that in that kind of a manner. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Well, one of the things that they don't do is process well, um, nor do they sequence well. So you want to give them direction. You want to be encouraging, but you don't want to give them uh, you don't want to give them options. I use the example in my book. Uh, it's like uh, it's it's like saying, you know, do you want Brussels sprouts for dinner, kids? And of course, <laughs> the answer is going to be no, and as opposed to, you know, we're going to have this, uh, well now we're going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So explain to them what's going on then going back to being safe because again, they don't process well, they don't sequence well. Uh, one of the best examples is simply getting dressed. Uh, they know how to get dressed, but they don't necessarily know what order in which to get dressed. You can't talk to them in lists. So you've got to, again, give them direction, going back to them, feeling safe, um, and uh, don't overwhelm them. So, again, it's better to give them direction gently and, um, and, and sensitively as opposed to, uh, you know, ordering them around and bossing them around and, and asking what they'd like to do. They need your direction.
0: It's funny because I think a lot of times when we're talking, even with professional caregivers, you know, paid caregivers, we we have to remind them sometimes that no one likes to be treated like a child. Even my kids don't like to be treated like a child. And I think what you're just saying there about not treating them like a boss, because that's where we get some of those behaviors. So talk to us about those reactions.
1: Well, you've got to understand one of the things you have to do is really get to know the person you're caring for and, and try to look at life through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things you can do is try to figure out how old they are in their mind. You know, you'll hear times where people will say, well, I want to go home. And of uh, course, right. in your industry, you know this very well, uh, when really they are home. Right. But the home they're thinking about is the home that they had when they were 13 years old, because that's where they are. So you need to know that. You need to understand, again, where they are. So it's, you know, it's important that uh, um, you know, you, you, you've got to, as I said, the title of the book again, is join the journey. You've got to get mm-hmm. on board with them and understand where they are and deal with them accordingly, deal with them appropriately.
0: I know we could go on for hours and hours about this. I, I really want to know, though, about those moments of lucidity, because that's something that I think every caregiver craves at a certain stage to those end stages. Talk about how to respond to those and what's going on there.
1: Um, my, my advice when it comes to those moments of lucidity is to enjoy them mm-hmm. because they're fleeting. Yes. Uh, don't be... It'll don't be um, uh, confused or don't be uh, mistaken. Don't misinterpret them. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I've had situations, uh, maybe you have, uh, in your world as an administrator. When I was in administration, I'd had families where they would take the appropriate steps. They knew it was time to transition them into a dedicated environment. And then suddenly, a day or two later, you know, he was really back on track he Mm -hmm. was doing so well and they said well wait a minute we're we're doing this much too soon right uh that wasn't the case so you embrace them um they will have them in the early stages as they advance in the illness you'll have fewer and fewer of them but again embrace them and enjoy them but realize that things have not changed you have not given them a pill that's cured them um, or reversed the illness unfortunately
0: if people want to learn more about your book, Bob, or attend a lecture, how can they find out more information?
1: Well, you can go to my website, which is careforcaregivers.org, mm-hmm. um, and I'll give that to you again, careforcaregivers.org. You can order my book there. Uh, you can also go on online to Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can get the book there. And again, please understand, the book is written not only for, for the informal caregiver, but the formal caregivers as well, because... Sadly, there are doctors, there are nurses, and there are aides that don't understand what they ought to understand and know and appreciate about this particular illness. And with the kind of numbers that we have and the way the impact it's having on on, on our society, um, the more people in the learning curve, the better.
2: Very good. And unfortunately, we're out of time, but uh, there's always more to uh, talk about. Maybe at some point, Pam, we can have Bob back and talk about this a little bit more.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Bob.
2: welcome Thank you so All much. All right. Thank you both. Uh, Pam Atwood, who is a gerontologist and executive director of Colbrook Kohl- Village at Hebron. And Robert Elmer, he's author and president of Care for Caregivers, a consulting and education company serving people in Connecticut and Rhode Island. And uh, he has also written a book, Join the Journey, Care for the Alzheimer's Caregiver. Published in April of uh, 2016, uh, and is a subject of his local and national lectures and his uh, talk show, radio show in Rhode Island, Memory Care Minutes. And glad to have you both here once again. That is our program for this morning. I'm Bill Pierce. Join me again next Sunday.
1: You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC, News Talk 1080.